Hi, I'm Tamina, gender equality activist and sales professional at a global technology company. When I graduated from college in 2017, I was struggling to figure out how adulting works. School did not properly prepare me for some of the most basic things that my young professional life would eventually throw at me. If this sounds familiar, please join me on this journey to empower young women who are, just like myself, still in search of a fulfilling, purpose-driven life. Welcome to FemHive. Hi, everyone. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have some exciting news to share. Based on popular demand, my free Personal Finances 101 for Young Professionals webinar is finally live and available to each and every one of you. If you want to learn how I was able to save $50,000 in only two years on a moderate five-figure salary and how you can change your money mindset in order to retire as a multimillionaire, then this webinar is for you. The feedback from past attendees has been incredible, so let me read out a few of the testimonials that have come my way. Elizabeth said, I found it so insightful to learn what's working well for you in terms of managing your finances, and I can't wait to put it into practice when I hopefully start working after I graduate. Brad said, you have changed my outlook on personal savings and finance. Sarah says, I wanted to thank you again for the webinar. It came at the perfect moment for me. I recently started my first real job and was going to take the holidays to figure out my financial situation now that I have a steady income. I turned on automatic deposits already and am figuring out which stock apps to use next. Jenna said, thank you. So insightful. Dimitri said, Thank you so much, Tamina. This was eye-opening. Wow, I'm so glad that this webinar has been so useful for quite a few people already, and I want the rest of you to benefit as well. So if you want to take control of your financial future, head over to femhive.com, all in one word, and sign up for my free webinar. I would also love to hear from you, so tag me at femhive.com dot hive on instagram while you're watching the webinar and let me know what your biggest takeaways were happy watching and now let's dive into this week's episode enjoy welcome back to the femhive podcast everyone Today, I'm bringing to you another solo episode. Um, I've been doing a couple of those the past couple of weeks, so would love to know how you've been enjoying them. Again, I'm trying to give you some more actionable advice in these um, shorter solo episodes, in addition to the amazing longer form episodes that I'm doing with my guests from all over the world. So please let me know how you've been enjoying these solo episodes. And today I'm going to address a topic that falls within the well-being pillar. Um, As you might know, FemHive is based on three overall pillars, career, personal finance, and well-being. And the topic of love certainly falls into the well-being category. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about um, how to know when you found the right partner or uh, at least a good partner. And um, the reason for this episode is the fact that recently more and more girlfriends have come to me to ask me for relationship advice, which is so funny because just a few years back it would have been the opposite way. Um, But 
yeah, I, I have been in a very, very happy and very serious relationship, long distance, cross-continental relationship, actually, over the past two and a half years. So my partner is based in the United States, whereas I'm based in, in Dublin, Ireland, as most of you probably know by now. And before I dive in, um, I want to preface this with saying that I'm heterosexual, so I can only share my own personal experience dating men. So apologies to my queer sisters who might not find the entire episode too relevant, but I still do believe and do hope that um, some of the things I, I'm mentioning today will be applicable to you as well or will resonate with you. So yeah, um, maybe some context. So before finding my current partner, this gem, <laughs> um, I've actually had my fair share of terrible experiences with men um in the past well that was still in like middle school and high school but it still hurt nevertheless like I remember that um I was interested in like um, three guys like not all at once but you know over the course of a couple of years in in middle school and high school and then um three of my girlfriends started dating the guys that I was interested in um while knowing that I liked them so yeah, that's a bit odd. It didn't happen once, not twice, but three times. Um, obviously, that's not necessarily on on the guys, but on my on my um, female friends. But still, it hurt, right? Um, so, so that was kind of like my <laughs> my gateway into the world of, of dating for the most part. But then later on, um, throughout college, I experienced emotional and physical abuse. So after all of these horrible experiences, I came to the conclusion that I really deserve to find someone that treated me with, with respect and kindness. And I'm so, so grateful that I have found someone who is just incredible and smart and cute and, and yeah, he, he just respects me and is is um, not afraid of my professional ambitions, quite the opposite. And even though we're we're very far apart from each other, um, it still works. It's super easy. But yeah, looking back, honestly, I'm so grateful and relieved that I wasn't in a serious relationship in, in high school or college because... It truly allowed me to follow all my passions and and dreams without having to take someone else into consideration. Because sometimes when I think about the past, I'm wondering, okay, if I had started dating someone seriously in like high school, would it would I have even moved to the United States to pursue my bachelor's degree at Duke? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, if I had dated someone in 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 college in a serious way how would that have impacted my my studies you know my grades um would I have made so many different friends like one of the things that I really take a lot of pride in is the fact that I really really invested in in building genuine relationships not just with my peers but also with professors um university staff my my co-workers and internship managers and all of those people that actually end up having a huge impact on my life uh, both in the short term and the long term so if I had been attached especially like emotionally attached to just like one person as in one guy I'm wondering if I 
had wasted too much energy on that one relationship with this individual as opposed to really investing in in and in, in more relationships with those around me um but i mean obviously you never know um looking back you you cannot you cannot tell what would have happened in the past but um anyway i i am glad that that um i i was single throughout my time in college but um, yeah, going back to some of the bad experiences I had as an abuse, now that I found a truly amazing person who is, again, just so great, that has taught me one thing. If it's not a fuck yes, then it's a no. For those of you who are also attracted to, to men, you might find this relatable um, because I know that we women are really, really great at making up stupid excuses for men's deviant behavior. You know, <laughs> I'm going to list a few examples and um, hopefully that will make you laugh a little bit um, because I'm, I'm I'm trying to not to take this too seriously. But, you know, in the past, you know, you could have maybe um, made up excuses like, you know, deep down, he really cares for me. He just hasn't accepted it to himself yet. Or I know I'm the one who can change him. Um, or he has to work through some stuff first before he's emotionally available. He's super busy at the moment. Yeah, he's just bad at texting. That's why he hasn't gotten back to me in over a week. He has just commitment and trust issues because of his last relationship. Or, and I love the last one as well. Yeah, so he just got out of a relationship and is just not ready yet for something serious. But um, if I wait around long enough, he'll be ready in three to six months. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Trust me, I have been there. And a lot of my girlfriends have been there, especially, you know, our female friends who are trying to pick us back up when we're experiencing emotional pain because of love interests they they can be great at also making up those excuses in order to support you emotionally but again now that I am in a very happy relationship I know just how different and how easy it can actually be to date someone so if you are finding yourself in <laughs> in a situation for whatever reason and, and you're making up any of the excuses I just mentioned, unfortunately, I have to break it to you. He or she is just not that interested. I'm sorry, because if they were, you would know it. Trust me. And again, I had to learn this the hard way. <laughs> um, my now partner was actually really, really, really patient with me. He had to wait for... Yeah, more or less six months before we got together and during these six months he was not pressuring me or anything you know and we started out as friends um, but yeah six months leading up to our relationship we were texting every single day oftentimes four hours especially the closer we got to actually like starting starting to date and if he hadn't been interested in me he wouldn't have done that Again, I can only speak for for my personal experiences with with um, with men and being heterosexual. Also, based on the observations I, I've had from from other girlfriends who who have been dating men, once a guy is interested, he will make it known. So, 
if he isn't texting you back or not great at talking and just, you know, everything that you're putting in doesn't seem to be reciprocal, he's probably not into you. I'm sorry. Because when you have found the right partner, then dating this person should come easy to you. You don't have to play the stupid games that we all know too well, am I right? Such as, oh, I have to wait before I can text back, like for at least two hours, otherwise it will come across as if I'm just like waiting for them to to reply, I'm just sitting around and not having a life, or I have to make him or her jealous, you know, all, all of these stupid games that... Um, can be maybe entertaining uh, to some extent, but at the end of the day, it's, it, it just won't get you where you want to be if you are indeed interested in, in being in a more serious, committed relationship. Obviously, if you enjoy playing those games and don't want anything serious, that's totally fine. And then like keep playing those games. But um, yeah, I think the older you, you get, the more interested you are are in having a serious relationship and potentially you know finding your your lifelong partner if you believe in monogamy um but yeah so if you have found the right partner it should come easy to you and you can just be yourself 110 percent and as a woman who's been through emotional abuse i can also only tell you that the most important trait in a partner is for them to treat you with respect and kindness. If that's the case, then everything else will fall into place, you know? Um, So here are a few questions that you should ask yourself about the person that you're seeing or the person you're maybe already dating. Does this person respect my body? Does this person respect my unique character traits and personality? Does this person respect my flaws? Does this person respect my professional ambitions? Very important. (laughs) Does this partner respect my hopes and dreams? And yes, you could now argue, Tamina, respect and kindness. um, That's kind of like a very basic requirement. And yes, I would agree with that statement. It sounds so simple. And yet I've seen so many women struggle to find a partner, um, more often like a male partner, um, who would treat them with respect and kindness. I'm not the only person I know that has experienced emotional and physical abuse. Obviously, the statistics are horrendous, um, especially with physical abuse. One in four women, I think we all are um, familiar with that statistic. And oftentimes it is not some stranger. It is oftentimes um, abuse within a relationship toxic relationships it can happen so really respect and kindness should be the foundation of of any successful relationship and yes you might also argue that you should have similar values and dreams for the future i totally agree with that but i would urge you not to confuse that with having to have the same interest a hundred percent of the time yes having similar interests is important because You want to enjoy doing things together that both of you love. But at the same time, nobody expects you to be the same person, right? I mean, I, for example, I could never, never date the male version of myself. That would just be absolutely terrible. We would clash all the time, 
like no if i just think about it, it no that's a no 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 <laughs> um so sometimes it also works really well when you can compliment each other so I, for example, I am very emotional, can be very impulsive, spontaneous, adventurous, whereas my partner is a bit more calm and very rational, but we complement each other really well. If I'm a little bit too emotional, although my emotions are always super valid, I have to say that, but you know, if I, if I feel like I'm just not in a good like emotional place, my partner, because he's so calm, can bring me down to earth again and, and focus on, you know, rationality. Sometimes in those moments, I, I need that. On the other hand, uh, sometimes I can give my partner a kick in the butt when um, he is uh, very comfortable, not really willing to leave his comfort zone, you know, that can happen. But that just like works well together in in my personal opinion and um, yeah something else that I wanted to mention is that your partner doesn't have to be or shouldn't be your person for everything that you love and do on 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 a daily basis Um, and what I mean by that is that your partner in most cases is already your lover likely your best friend your emotional support your travel buddy and so on so if you do absolutely everything together 24-7 and you don't leave room for individualism as in like spending some time apart, each person following their individual interests and, and hobbies, I believe that that adds a lot of pressure, not only to your partner, but to your relationship overall. And think about what happens if you break up, then like everything that you do and love, you also associate with that person. And then can you then even be, you know, an independent individual still? Like, I don't know. I I love having my interests and I love that my partner has his own interests and we love doing a lot of things together. Um, as well and maybe it's because we are in in a cross-continental long-distance relationship that we've just trained ourselves to to be okay with spending time apart and doing our own thing personally and professionally might be different when you are in the same place um i don't know but even when you are in the same place um i would urge you to also do stuff apart i actually hate the couples that cannot spend any time apart and are together 24 7 so yeah for the sake of your relationship definitely have your own interests i mean let's look at an example maybe you enjoy let's say nature and hiking but your partner does not have the need to go hiking every weekend so what you still have many other opportunities to create memories together and have fun together. Just go with a friend who enjoys hiking instead. And while you're hiking, your partner can do their own thing, what you might not necessarily enjoy that much. So, um, yeah, and then you come back and see each other and it's all, it's all good. And I mean, maybe to wrap it up, um, obviously every relationship has its challenges Again, my partner lives thousands of miles apart, even though obviously um, we're definitely planning on being in the same place sooner rather than later. But every relationship has its challenges and you have to invest time and energy to make it work. You have to show up for your partner and your relationship every single day. But as long as loving the other person comes easily to you, you have a keeper there.
And that concludes our show. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Since this podcast is a free resource to you all, I would really appreciate it so much if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and shared FemHive with all the women in your life. The more reviews, subscribers, and downloads we have, the more amazing guests I'm able to invite and the more value I can give back to you. So trust me, this is in your own best interest. I would also love to hear your key takeaways from this episode. So please tag me on Instagram or DM me and follow fem.hive for more adulting tips and inspirational content for female young professionals. Make sure to also check out femhive.com for more valuable resources. I hope you tune in again next week. Until then, take care, ladies.